JT Smith of the front office back again for another podcast. Today I'm flying solo. We're going to keep it short and sweet. So we're going to have a few segments, get back to the old format. My man Danny will definitely be back for sure. We already talked about it, so don't worry, listeners, if you guys like my man Dan Seller, she is going to be back, so don't don't trip. But the reason why I'm flying solo today is because the Bearcats against Temple got canceled due to COVID reasons on both sides. Um, honestly, after the Bearcats beat UCF, I was fine with them not playing um, Temple personally, but I know it was going to be a stat builder game. Personally, that's that's. I mean, if they would have had a tight game against Temple, that wouldn't have looked good. So it was kind of like a blessing in disguise. Hopefully, whoever got sick, you know, on both sides gets healthy sooner than later. And now the Bearcats are still number seven, you know, on you know the you know the AP poll in the coaches poll, the actual um, college football playoff poll that will be tomorrow. And that that we when I will be dropping the the actual you know podcast. So I don't know if they're gonna stay at seven or if they're gonna move up a little bit. But um, the Bearcats got a lot of help or a lot of um, a lot of yeah a lot of help you know while they weren't playing. So it kind of worked out very good for them. You know the Pac-12 honestly has all but eliminated themselves. Even though I thought they didn't have a chance in the first place. But you gotta think about their team that they you know, wanted to be the team to come out of there. Oregon lost this week. And then, you know, USC is still undefeated, but they haven't looked good. You know, both of the games, I think they're 3-0, but two of the games they should have lost, honestly. So they're still, like, in, the, in higher than 15. I don't, I don't see them moving up into the top 10. But then what um, – I wrote something in September when I saw that the Big Ten was going to come back. And – what I learned with that is they had no room for error, and right now error is happening. Um, Ohio State is the definitely the team to look for. You know they're undefeated. They look. I mean, they've been blowing out everybody except Indiana. Uh, they have secondary trouble, but they're super explosive offense, top tier team for sure. You can't knock that. Uh, but. They didn't get to play against Maryland earlier. People kind of struggled that off because they still could have get to that that um, that Vontic six games, but they didn't play against Illinois last week. So now they have no room for error, and then they're saying they possibly might not be able to play against Michigan State. I'm guessing they're going to try to find another Big Ten team that to play possibly. But at the end of the day, if the if the Buckeyes don't get to play six games, they are probably not going to get to play in the Big Ten championship. So then their, you know, college football playoffs hopes will be hanging on a thread. The teams that right now are the two front runners, um, Indiana on Ohio State side. And I want to say it was Northwestern, but then they lost. So now it's between Northwestern and I want to say Wisconsin. And Northwestern has a tiebreaker, I want to believe. But both of those are one one lost teams. Indiana just lost um, Penix, their quarterback, for the season with an ACL tear. So I think that is going to be huge. I don't think any – if Ohio State doesn't get to represent the Big Ten, I don't think they're going to get a get a um, representative out of that uh, in the college football playoff. I just, I just feel strongly about that. So that gives the Bearcats more leeway. We'll talk about the ACC also because, I mean – 
with Notre Dame beating UNC, I kind of feel like they're probably punched in because they beat Clemson and now they beat UNC and they look strong doing it. So now, honestly, I'm rooting for Clemson, not Clemson. I'm rooting for Notre Dame to beat Clemson in the, AA, the ACC championship whenever that, when that's played on the 19th. So that's, that's the best case scenario for the Bearcats. But if Clemson wins, that's going to make it super tough for the Bearcats to get in. I make it a little bit tougher. I don't see, even though people are kind of hyping up Texas A&M, if they're on the same side as Alabama and Alabama smoked them or somebody already smoked them, I think it was Florida, somebody beat them in a pretty bad. So even though they have one loss in the SEC, I feel like if Bama goes through there, you know for sure they're going to get in. And I feel like the SEC shouldn't get two in this year. Not this year. They didn't play any out-of-conference games. So I feel like you get Bama depending on what happens between um, between Notre Dame and Clemson, that I think you see can sneak in. And then all, I don't know, BYU has a, right now they don't have a lane that I see because they're still outside of the top 10, but that could change the next, you know, tomorrow. So we'll see. But maybe another SEC team gets in there or they let a Big Ten team gets, get in. But I just don't see... Um, I don't see how two SEC teams could get in if by knocking out UC. That, that's how I look at it, personally. So that's how it was a crazy weekend for college football. You know, the Bearcats didn't play. It was a very prosperous weekend for them. So um, we just got to – the Bearcats don't play until the following week where they'll play Tulsa. If they beat Tulsa, then they will host the ACC championship game and play them the next week. And that will be the first time the Bearcats have hosted the ACC, the AAC championship. And it'll be the second year in a row that they're playing it. They're already locked to play in, in the AAC championship. And that's that's already a feat in itself. If they win, then they definitely got college football playoff hopes. I know Tulsa plays this week, I want to say, against Navy. And, you know, Tulsa's a top 20. I mean, they're 22 right now. So hopefully they win again and they move up into the top 20. And then the Bearcats pummel them. And then, and then uh, everybody gives them some love. So we'll see what happens. And uh, I got a special special guest for you guys next week. So make sure you guys check it out. Um, so I'm just going to throw that, throw that little caveat out there. All right. And then that's it for this segment. JT Smith is back for our next segment. This time we're going to combine men's and women's basketball. And I know it seems weird because the football team is so, so fire, doing so good right now. That it's like, man, why you want to talk about the basketball team? But the women's kicked off their, their season on Wednesday. And they won in a thriller against NKU in overtime for Amari Thomas went off for 35-7-6, where she was named the AAC Player of the Week. They were supposed to play Louisville on Saturday, but because of positive COVID tests, they weren't able to play. But hopefully they get to play, I think, this Saturday on the road. So I wish the, those young ladies luck. Keep balling. Um, I know they'll get together. They'll, they'll be, they'll, it should be pretty solid this year, so I'm, I'm rooting for them. And then also on the men's side, their first game will be Wednesday against Lipscomb. Um, 
I know they're supposed to play before, but I don't think that was legitimately scheduled. But before everything went haywire, they're supposed to play in like some kind of uh, preseason tournament per se, and that got shut down due to COVID and a lot of other cool games too. But they'll play Lipscomb on, on Wednesday, and then on Sunday they'll play in the Crosstown Shootout against Xavier, and so they'll have a super intense game. That'll be at Fifth Third Arena at 3 o'clock. I want to say it's on ESPN. So that's going to be interesting because Xavier is currently playing right now. I don't know if they won or not, but I know they barely eked by two games. I want to say they played, I forgot, I think it was Finley. No, I might be wrong on that. But I know they played Toledo on one by three. And even the, the good thing is, you know, Xavier doesn't look very good. The bad thing is they've already got to play three full games. The Bearcats only get to play one game before they play in the Crosstown shootout. But this is a very talented team. My man Zach Connor is planning on writing, you know, a preview of the of the team. So got so hopefully everybody checks that out also. But I just want to give like a quick synopsis. Everybody knows Keith Williams is going to be the man this year. We'll see what his uh, production jump is going to be. I feel like. You know, I think he averaged 12 points, four, and something else. I feel like he'll be a 16-plus type of guy. And then I feel like Chris Volk, if he stays healthy, I feel like he'll be in the 15 range. And then um, I think the biggest jump is going to come from Zach, from Zach Harvey. And it's just because the young man was pretty much coming fresh off an of ankle injury last year and playing. And at the end of the year, you start seeing him get his flow back. I feel like this year... I haven't heard anything about any injuries from him on his side. So I feel like he's going to be a very important role, especially, you know, without, without the Cumberlands. Um, we all know that Keith and Chris are going to do their thing. Um, Rap, I feel like he's going to be a huge, huge, huge get for them. Um, super skilled, big man. I just, I just think they're going to be legit. Um, the Julius is, everybody says he's a pit bull. Mike Saunders is, you know, they're saying he's a blur. And then they added some shooting with the twins. And then Tari Eason is everybody saying he's just like dynamite where he might not be here whole four years, not because of transfer, because he's just that good of a player. Um, then you still have, you know, Micah, Micah Adams Woods, who was steady Eddie last year. And he's a, a year older, a little bit more confident. He's probably going to score a little bit more and distribute. And then you have um, Mamadou Diara, who is, Mr. Energy, so like, and he has skill on the offensive end, but he brings a lot on the defensive end too. So it's just a very good team. There, they, we're gonna see how the pieces mesh. That's what's gonna take take a little bit of time because they haven't had a normal off season. But I feel like this year they're gonna be playing a lot better in John Brandon's system. So we'll see what happens, man. Make sure you check it out. Uh, I may do a special podcast on on the. Uh, Crosstown shootout with a, Xavier, a person that covers Xavier. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see if I could put that together and get it done like on a sat on a Friday or Saturday. So wish me luck on that. But that's it, man. We keeping it short and sweet. Make sure you guys check out the front office news. Follow front office news on Instagram and Twitter, and check us out on Facebook. Hit the site up www.thefrontofficenews.com. Hit us up, man. Share. Um, Comment, retweet, do all those those good things. Like everything. So check us out. I'm signing out. Make sure you hit us up next week. Peace. Let me, let me squeeze, let me squeeze.
squeeze. 